and through a really like <laughs> facile, simple kind of storytelling uh, uh, setup payoff from earlier in the film, Videl is like, "Yo, Pregger's over here. <laughs> I've got a fourth Saiyan inside my my or womb." Six Saiyan. Yeah. And so, so she joins. No, one fourth. I meant a quarter Saiyan. Oh now. yeah. Okay. And so she joins the circle of Saiyans. And they all start glowing as they lend Goku their powers. And her womb is shining. (laughs) (laughs) Totally shining womb in the Dragon Ball Z movie. heard the song Star from the anime Chihaya Fudu 2 by the artist 99 Radio Service. And this is episode 172 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where our sole mission is to love you all. What? That's not it. What is this? <laughs> I fear change. I'm just kidding, though. I do love you all. I think our sole mission is and always will be to make your anime make the anime addiction worse so how are you doing it you can find us at our homepage, www.aaapodcast.com we're also on itunes so you can come get us on there and of course facebook and twitter where you can see our photos from around japan and we're live every sunday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time on ustream.tv so hello to everybody watching live you guys are great please thank you please and thank you for joining us every week from now into eternity. My name is Mitsugi, and I am back. After a one week, a very rare one week absence. Did we invite him back? I, I thought we voted him off the island. I thought we did too. Uh, oh well. I did not appreciate all of the smack talk last week. We did. <laughs> Mitsugi, do we have an announcement regarding the live show that maybe we want to get away with right off the bat? Ah, well first, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Kram and Chiaki, so say hello. Hello, hello everyone, hello. Hello. Yes, the new announcement is that two of the three of us at the moment are starting new jobs, and so the current broadcast time for the live show will no longer be convenient for us because we will not be here. Sad panda. So, the time for the live show will be changing temporarily throughout 
the next year, I guess, until we are until the situation changes again. So, in order to find the best possible time to do the live show on the top page of the website aaapodcast.com, there is a very large and obvious poll where you can vote for which time slot is most convenient for you. That way, we can accommodate as many people as possible with the new time. Yes, and please, please, please go vote. We've already had a, a fair number of voters, but we really want to change it to what time uh, you guys can listen. And if you've always wanted to make a live show and you haven't been able to make a live show, uh, this might be your chance to change it to a time that you can make. We ha we put the times in uh, EST. Uh, for those of you in America, it's probably easiest, and that's what we've been going with all along. And I also put the times in GMT. Uh, one final note, they are in military time. That's why there's no AM or PM. So if you don't know what that is, please Google it. Yes, so being in Japan, we are 13 hours ahead and it makes things complicated. Anyway, we have new forum members. We have exactly three new forum members, one for each of us. Welcome Siren, Farron, and Pears. My name of the week is Pears, because he or she is in the chat with us today, right now. That was going to be my name of the week. You're just going to jump right in there. It. You're just going to jump right in there and take it. Fine, I'll take Siren. I'll take Farron. Sounds good. <laughs> so we had an exceptionally easy trivia this week. However, there were only about mm, 12 correct answers, which leads me to believe that people are slacking on the trivia. Or maybe it was harder than you thought. There is nothing hard about a picture of Hiei or from Yu Yu Hakusho. Maybe Hop they're show. just young. Not everyone is old and yeah. cranky like us. Not everyone knows Yu Yu Hakusho anymore. It is me. early in the morning. It is 9 a.m., so cranky is the correct word. The things we do for you guys. You know, maybe if we change the new live time, it will get put to an hour where we can drink again. Oh. oh. Drinking Snap. episode. That would be awesome. So please, So the answer for the trivia was Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho, which I think is very easy. But the correct answers were Typhoon, Siren, Ocarina Lad, Bo 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 Bots Go, Crutch 910, Shivam 4, Z Comics, Icy Rose, Astrophysics, Cool Manio, Mr. Freelance, and Nelly1876. So congratulations to all of you. And the winner for the week is Ocarina Lad. So congratulations to you also, sir. The point totals for the trivia have been updated on the website. Awesome. Just fantastic. So we have Almighty Anime Mailbag. Da -da -da. We have two questions. Who would like to read the first question? I'll read the first question, Mitsugi. Why don't you please do? Our first question comes from Venden. If you were in a Hunger Games-style tourney, what four anime characters would you want as your opponents? Oh, that's easy. I like this one because it was opponents, not not on your team. You mean Venadin? If, if Venadin. Oh. Yes. Venadin. Oh, Chiaki, maintaining her reputation of not being able to pronounce the forum members' names. No, I'm, I'm giving it the AAA spin. Oh. If I was in a life-or-death struggle, I would probably choose characters like Poir... <laughs> and Magikarp and I don't know, help me out. You, you know what I'm going for now. Poir would light you up. Yeah, Poir is actually he would turn like, into like uh, okay. he would turn into like a machine gun and just, just tear who's, you who's apart. Weaker, who's weaker than Poir? Uh, Corin or Yajirobe? Yajirobe. <laughs> you could just sit on Yajirobe. Yajirobe. Did you just wonder? Dende. If... No, Dende. I'd punch Dende in the face. Oh, Dende is so nice. Den Why would you? Dende punch can him? fly. 
I've got some Dragon Ball in my mind. Dude. Dude, there's nobody in Dragon Ball that, that you could beat in a fight. What about one of the townsfolk? Town, okay, towns. Even what about Bulma? You could. Then you'd have to punch a girl. Smack, I but could smack Bulma around. <laughs> you could take. You could take on the farmer from that the first episode. Could, all right. <laughs> yes, I could. But even he has a gun. That's true. So I don't know. It's crazy. Well, maybe I have a gun, Mitsugi. Yeah, maybe you do. Right. Maybe you have a frying pan. This is Hunger Games. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> battle royale. What? You mean battle royale? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is pretty easy for me. I would immediately pick the girl from Amnesia. Because I hate her. I hate her more than anything. And I would love to... This is going to be a fantastic review whenever he gets to it, guys. I would love to slowly murder her and, tor and torment her until, until the end, until the very last moment. Then I would do the blue-haired girl from Lucky Star because uh, so irritating. Konata? Konata dies. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, she's pretty annoying. And then as far as weak characters go... um. I would pick the really sick girl from, uh, oh, can't remember that game, but she's she can't even get out of her hospital bed, <laughs> <laughs> so she'd have no shot, she'd have no chance, and um, I don't know, someone else from, I'll I'll, I'll take I uh, Italy from it from Italia. I'm I'm a coward, so weak the weakest characters imaginable, that would be good for me. I want to live. I, I would probably agree with all of that. Except for I'd add in Zex Marquis. And a reason why is maybe I could get like a PETA Katniss thing going on. Oh my god. Where like there's like a romance and it's maybe not just for show. Zex. Zex Marquis. <laughs> yeah! Because Zex rhymes with Good text. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's been a request from the chat that I read the next mailbag in my NPR voice. Okay. In right. NPR voice. Here we go. Um, I really don't know if this is, uh, stupid to, uh, ask or not, but, um, oh well. Do you guys watch your, uh, anime on TV without subs? Or, um, do you go to watch them, uh, online? Please, uh, take your time and, uh, answer this question. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so, to answer the question... I watch most of my stuff online now. I didn't used to, but I watch I watch most of the stuff online. Um, there there are a rare few anime that I would trust myself to understand without subs. For uh, notable example, Cheese Sweet Home. Mm -hmm. I can I can get through that one without subs most of the time because sometimes <laughs> the little cat accent. I'm like, what was that word? That's um, because all they say in that show is I'm hungry. And I want my mama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but that being said, I my Japanese skill is not anywhere near enough. I mean, I'm depending on the anime, I could probably get the gist of what's going on. But because we're actually reviewing these, I want to be able to understand more than just the gist of what I'm watching. So I, I watch them online with subs. I've caught a couple of my episodes from this season on TV, uh, but I've, I've gone back and rewatched them online with subtitles just to make sure that I get everything. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same with me. I, I, I've done shows for the podcast before, or rather I've done reviews for the podcast from movies, for example, that are just flat out raw. If, especially if it's something that's very difficult to find, 
it sometimes no one has subtitled it. For example, I the movie Piano No Mori, I watched that raw, and even if you don't understand all the Japanese, you can generally sometimes understand what's happening based on context. So we're reviewing something today. We watched raw. Yeah. Yes, we are. Even though it wasn't really. Yeah. Th- I mean, we were okay. Oh, very, um, very, very okay. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I there. mean, it, I watched. Yeah. Uh, I watched Angel's Egg raw. There's no subtitle or. There's or hardly any that. dialogue in that. But yeah, that's so, the thing. Yeah. It's like all the dialogue is like, "Dare desu Dare desu yeah. And then there's, like, no talking for the next 40 minutes. But in an, in an effort to get an accurate sense of what the anime is about, and in order to be able to watch them as they come out, I normally watch them online, fan-subbed. So, I'm just going to say that. I mean, let's not pretend that, that 99% of the anime viewing community doesn't watch fan-subs. I think we all know that they do. Yeah. So. I think <clears> in my mind, not to start a whole different discussion, but in my mind, it's what you do after fan subbing to support the industry. Because I know, like, for example, I want to buy Mawaru Penguin Drum on Blu-ray. Like, I want to own it in a hard form, so. I've heard the subtitles are kind of wacky. Are they? Yeah. Like, they say stuff like, for the win, and... Oh, <laughs> no. Can't be as at bad least as... it'll be so pretty. Yeah. It, it can't be as bad as girls and pan- panza. Where they put random German in the subtitles, even then they're, like they're way not... too much German, and you can't understand it at all. Oh, it's. I mean, I took German in high school, so it helps a little bit. But there's, they're not speaking German in the in the in the show. So, <laughs> also, a couple, a couple people in the chat mentioned that they would like to fight and potentially kill Shinji from Evangelion. Oh. He would double over like a little girl and go into the fetal position and cry. You so, really could just punch him in the face. And I mean, Oscar does it. it every episode. It's really mean, guys. He's got problems. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so, That's why we should pick on him. So does the girl from Amnesia. <laughs> you don't even you have no idea. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll get into that in a, at a different time. But we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. There is a new season of anime upon us. I don't know if you guys realize that or not. Uh, it came too quickly. It came too quickly. It I can't, can't do it. I I keep tell I kept telling you, Cram, this is how it happens. You're like, oh my god, I'm finally finishing my shows, and then you're like, oh, oh there's more, there's more, there's more. This is, this is this is where you pray for your shows to end rather than have you watching like 18 of them at once, like me. Anyway, so and when we come back from the news break, we are going to cover the spring 2013 anime lineup and which shows we each are going to be covering. So stay tuned for that. And then we recently watched the new Dragon Ball Z movie, Battle of the Gods, in, in theaters, Japanese theaters. In Japanese theaters. And we are going to give you a very, very early opinion on what the movie is like. So stay tuned for all that. And, we'll be, and we will be back shortly. you Ghibli lovers out there, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. First up, specifically just for you Ghibli lovers, the official website for Hayao Miyazaki's new film, Kaze Tachinu, or The Wind is Rising, has recently confirmed that the film will open in Japan on July 20th, and you can bet yours truly will be there. Last month, 
Studio Ghibli producer Toshio Suzuki wrote, I can't say this out loud, but the release date is July 20th on a theatrical poster. So I guess he couldn't say it, but writing it was totally okay. Ghibli and its distributor Toho officially announced this past this movie in dis- this past December and stated it would be in theaters summer 2013. So it appears they're making good on their promises and, well, we're very excited. Miyazaki launched a two-part manga miniseries called Ta- Kaze Tachinu in February 2009. It focuses on Jiro Horiyoshi, the designer of Japan's famed Mitsubishi A6M Zero fighter plane of World War II. So it'll be interesting to see how the movie relates back to this manga miniseries from the creator. Another news, the 17th issue of Sheisha's Young Jump magazine has recently announced that Rosin Maiden, a new anime, will run this summer on TBS and the BS-TBS television stations. Peach Pit launched the original manga back in 2002 before switching to Young Jump in 2008. Inspired two 12-episode television anime adaptations, and the new one will be right in line with the old story. So I know we have many fans of the show who are listeners of the show, and, well, it's popular over here in Japan as our photos from the recent anime international fair on our Twitter account have shown. In other news, Senki Jesho Sinfogir G will premiere in July. The Tokyo MX TV rerun of the first Senki Zesho Symphogear ended this past week with an announcement that the new Symphogear G will premiere this July. The website reveals many cast members, so if you're interested in this anime franchise and want to know who will be working as cast on the new project, that can be found online. And finally, for you video game fans among us, it's important to know that former Sony Corporation President Yoji Chubashi will resign from his position as Vice Chairman as of this past week. Chubashi will also step down from the board as a general shareholders meeting this coming June. He is slated to start a new position as President of Japan's National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology this coming week. He has served as president of Sony from 2005 until 2009 when he took the position of vice chairman. So, it as not the president, things might not change too much, but it is possible to see a change in Sony whenever someone in an important position leaves. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. My name is Tony Oliver, voice of Arsene Lupin III from Lupin III the TV series, and I am an anime addict. And we're back. We missed you. We had to come back. No wait, no wait. Triple A dance party, cranking it back up. Okay. Bringing it down. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it down. So we are now in the the moment that we've all been waiting for. The spring 2013 anime season. So, I, I want to say a couple of general words about the anime season before we start with our selections. Well, first of all, I am very optimistic about this season. 
which means it'll probably suck. Well, I am never optimistic about the new anime seasons. They're always full of moe and trash. But there's probably 13 or 14 shows from this season I want to watch. Wow. It's unbelievable. I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. It looks really good. This season does look pretty awesome. It's like they it, it's like they said, "Okay, this next year, we're going to take all the spring and all the fall and the winter anime that are good and we're going to put them into the into the spring and then we're going to make the rest of the year horrible." Jokes on you. Hee-hee. So, I can scarcely find a show from this season that looks truly terrible. There's maybe four or five of them. There's like a random hentai show, another My Little Sister show, and a couple others. But there's a lot of legitimate stuff coming out, and I'm excited. Yay, legitimacy! So the way that we do this is that we all make a list of shows that we want to watch, our top 15, and then we roll a dice, basically, and then to see who goes first, and then we just go down the list from the top and see who gets what. It's usually pretty much the luck of the draw. So we're going to start from the bottom of the list uh, in each, in, for each of us and see what the shows are like. So who would like to begin? Um, I don't mind starting. Okay. Should I, should I start with my optional show or should I start <laughs> with... Uh, I don't know. Why don't, don't you know. start with your real number, the okay. one from the bottom? So my my real one from the bottom is an anime called Glass No Common Disca. And there isn't really a good PV out for this yet. It looks kind of like the manga just made movement. Um, so I don't really know what to expect. Um, but it's based off of a manga um, that centers around two main characters, uh, Maya Kitajima and her rival, Ayumi ha- uh, Hamekawa. And they are delinquent girls who both aspire to be the leader of the Crimson Goddess Gang. The, oh, oh, they're female Yankee. Yeah, <laughs> basically. And I think what I liked about this show is it has like a very kind of almost like shoujo, but shoujo goes punk which, I mean, fits with the theme um, of what the show is. And it seemed like a very... It seemed like an anime for girls, but an anime for girls that maybe isn't overdone. So it it really... And I'm hoping for some interesting stylistic choices. So it really intrigued me. um, And uh, I'm I'm hopeful for it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Where did that come in on your list? Oh, uh, that came in actually. That was my number six. Oh, okay. So, jeez, I someone I got, got lucky. I got a high dice roll. Really high. Yeah, I had nothing like. I had nothing so high as that. I don't know. You got some pretty good ones, Mitsugi. Oh, did I? I think so. Let's hear one of them. Okay. Well, I'm going to make an attempt to play these videos live in the chat as we do it. Of course, I'm probably Don't gonna screw it up. Probably gonna cause our video feed to crash and die uh, a awesome. couple of times while I'm doing this. But that's that's what we've always wanted to happen. And right I, there. And I might slice your head in half. Um, sorry, sorry, Cram. It's we'll all good. See how it goes. Won't be the first time. So I'm pulling these trailers from wherever I can find them. The first trailer I am the first show I am doing. It was number twelve on my list. Is the new Higurashi anime. Higurashi no Nakukoro ni Kaku, as it continues the effort to be the longest 
the anime with the longest title in existence. So Higurashi no Nakakoro Nikaku is a new show that I guess is supposed to fo focus more on the on the outbreak and containment issues of of Higurashi. So as we all know, Higurashi, I'm just going to tell you right now what it's about. Higurashi is about a a bacteria that causes psychosis and it's about some other stuff too, but in that there is they can have an interesting angle that they can take with it and that is there's an outbreak and it's time to contain it, you know, just like just like the Ebola virus with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and It's just like that. <laughs> I'm hoping that's a great movie. So Essentially, the trailer looks a lot like the first Higurashi with a little bit more action. I mean, you've got the same characters. You've, I see uh, Reina with her meat cleaver, and she's just jacking people up all over the place. And because it's Higurashi, and it has that brand name behind it, I'm fairly confident that this show is going to be good. It looks like the the, the budget has had, a, has had a revamp. The The visual quality is somewhat higher than it was before. And for anybody who watched the first couple seasons of Higurashi, this is a no-brainer for you. And I really think that I'm not I'm not 100% sure if you have to have watched the first seasons or not to watch this, but either way, I'm sure it's going to be a violent, engaging show, so Higurashi no Nakukoro ni Kaku, when they cry. So, cram. So, so the bottom of my list, this my uh my number 5 pick as it were came in at number 9. On uh, on my list of fifteen picks, uh, and this is Photokano. So uh, the studio is Madhouse. Director is Akitoshi Yokoyama, and uh, I believe it's based on a dating sim for the PSP. Or Death Death Nell. I think something like that. I don't know. The synopsis is kind of interesting. Uh, Kazuya, a mild-mannered high school student sophomore coming to the end of a very average summer break, receives a digital single-lens reflex camera as a gift from his father. His nerdy fascination with its design soon turns to wonder when he realizes that this little gadget could really give his social life a shot in the arm by taking pictures of girls in his class and being really creepy about it. <laughs> Yay, creeper. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I when I read the synopsis, I was like, you know, could be kind of good in that weird, etchy kind of way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. How that turns out. Things that I don't normally put together. Good and etchy. Oh, come on. Come on. There's there's something to be said for really nasty, not socially acceptable garbage. <laughs> so, uh, Chiaki, I think you actually skipped the lowest one on your list. I, I, I did? Yeah. Which one? The That was my optional one. Oh. Okay. That you told me to skip. Okay, well then do the... Uh, okay, all right. Let's see. What's the next one from Chiaki? So my next one is Ayura, and this one, this one's totally random. Um, it is based off of a manga. Um, no way. And the plot centers around Amaya, Iwasawa, and Uehara. Three annoying, spirited high school girls with zero motivation, and their classmates. Their daily life is what happens when there is nothing happening. Really? I'm doing a terrible job of managing this video, <laughs> by the way. I apologize for everybody watching. Um, but, uh, 
I think I think what what interests me most is there it's it's going to be it's it's supposed to be 12 episodes and there are two volumes of the manga out. What? <laughs> so so, uh, so episodes episodes 2 through 11 are filler, yes? Yeah, probably. Okay. But I don't know. I don't even really know why I put this. This was actually number number 5 on my list and I feel like I I feel like I just put it on there cuz I feel like this is the kind of show that everyone loves and I feel like Someone except, should watch except, it. For, except Mitsugi. And, and I don't know. I, I think I was just in the mood for a change, something different. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Ordinary schoolgirls. Sounds a little iffy. I'm hoping it makes me laugh. I'm laughing right now. So. You're, you're next, sir. Oh, really? Okay. Well, the next show on my list came in at number... Let's see, how lucky was I? Came in at number... Six. So this is not too bad. We each picked six this time, by the way, because we are lacking some manpower. So I have selected Ginga Kikotai Majestic Prince. And apparently I have I just have a lot of luck getting animes lately that are called Ginga. I think this is my third one that I've had. A kickoff? Ginga A kickoff, etc. So this is a show that I'm gonna I'm trying to get the video here. I'm doing way too many things at once. But it's a mecha anime, uh, so there's actually a lot of mecha shows this season. And, I, you know, frankly, I welcome that because I get a kick out of the mecha shows, especially when they're not, you know, goofy like like Vivid Red Operation. <laughs> but the story follows humanity after it expanded, expands its frontier into space uh, looking for resources, which is not particularly original. Advances in genetic engineering research allow humans to adapt to the new frontier, leading to the to the advent of evolved children, such as the pro- protagonist Is- Izuru. He enrolls in an academy city called Garant Seri to fulfill his mission of protecting humanity with robotic mecha. So, it's kind of a vague description here, but, you know, I thank the person who puts together these these lists. So, essentially it's another outer space we've expanded beyond the earth battle show with with giant robots and high school kids. So, but you know, we don't we only had like two mecha shows last year. I'm still waiting so. for the military military to start saying, "Let's use kids." <laughs> <laughs> still haven't uh, made that first leap toward the the world of of mech. That's obviously the prime candidate for you know, piloting huge, expensive robots <laughs> yeah. and battles to the death. Uh, the next, uh, ep- or the next uh, show on my list, child labor is... laws. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Could be. You can get away with it in Malaysia. This show I thought was coming out like three seasons ago. This one that I'm about to do. Yes. Um, so the next one on my list came in at number seven on my picks, and it was uh, RDG Red Data Girl. Uh, the studio is PA Works. The director is Toshia Shinohara. And uh, the synopsis is that the story re- revolves around Izumiku Suzuhara, a 15-year-old girl who has been raised at Tamakura Shrine, part of the Kumano Shrine's World Heritage Site. She destroys an electrical device that she comes in contact with. Despite being shy, she wants to try living in the city. Her guardian, Yuki Masa Sagata, re- uh, recommends that she enrolled at Hojo High School in Tokyo, accompanied by her son and Izumiko's, child- Izumiko's childhood friend, Miyuka Sagata. Uh, Miyuki Sagata. Man, that's 
There's a lot in this. <laughs> While in Tokyo, an entity named Hime, uh, Himegami, or a Princess God, appears. Ikumiko learns that she is a Yorishiro, a vessel for Shinto spirit known as Kami. While Miyuki learns that he is a Yamabushi, a warrior tasked with protecting her. <sighs> Sounds like there's way too much going on in this show already. Um, it's very beautiful. Yeah, the trailer is gorgeous. That's 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 for sure. Um, I mean, it's top notch visual quality. But uh, we'll we'll see how this turns out. It seems like it's got way too much going on. I see a lot of uh, school uniform, like private academy crap happening. So yeah. while I I don't know anything about this this show at all, I I wonder if there's going to be a lot of really slow episodes. Yeah. In there, but. I don't know. She took her glasses off, and there was like a dead guy sitting in her classroom. So yeah, it looks it looks like there's some interesting stuff going on. It's, yeah. I just can't make heads from tails from it right now. I haven't we'll seen see. any panties yet. That's a bonus, obviously. <laughs> I will say, out of the six shows that I picked, I didn't see one panty shot on any of the trailers. You know what? I didn't either. Now that I think about it, this is like something is happening. It's Christmas. <laughs> something is happening, and I don't know what it is. But maybe someone in Japan woke up and they said, no more panties. Don't. That's far too much nah, to hope. I don't know. We just wait for summer season. Every show will have panty shots. I think maybe we just No, pick... no, no. Bikinis. Ah, yes. Every episode hey, will be an onsen or beach episode. I'd rather have bikinis than panties. Just saying. Right. So before I, uh, before I say my next one, I just want to throw out a note that all of our show notes are getting posted onto the main site, aapodcast.com. And on the show notes for this episode, when it gets put onto iTunes and the show notes go up on our main site um, and the episode is ready for download, you can go there and it has the links to the uh, sheet that we use to select our um, anime uh, as well as a link to a bunch of the trailers. So if you're not watching live um, or whatever trailers Mitsugi misses because he's running like a million things over there, um, yeah, I'm freaking out, actually. <laughs> freaking out, man. Um, you can go to our site after the episode's up and get your scoop on the new season. So anyways, the next um, anime, which was my third selection, uh, is Otono Joshi no Anime Time. And <laughs> my... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my, my... My... Not really graceful translation of that is it's ladies anime time. <laughs> um, it's anime for women. Uh, this this is actually a continuation of something that was put out in 2011 um, that, of the same title, and but it was only one episode. So I guess that you would count it as like an OVA. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not really sure how many episodes. I'm kind of seeing like. A smaller amount so I'm not really sure if this is actually an OVA or if it's gonna get extended into a series depending on how it does or, or what the plan is but it is so there's already one episode out and I do plan on watching it because there's only it's not like a huge amount of source material but it is a series of animations based on prize-winning short stories for women and so my impression is is that a uh, bunch of the each of the episodes are going to take place uh, during a different short story, um, so it will be an entirely episodic series. Uh, because they're short stories, I actually have faith that they could do it in thirty minutes, and and maybe do it justice. I I've 
looked at some stuff from the original anime, and that's I couldn't find a trailer for the the new one coming out. So what we're watching that I found is actually an AMV of the first one. Um, so maybe there's spoilers in there. Sorry, um, but uh, I'm as as the only women wom, wom, woman who is very active on the show right now because Kimiko is is doing that whole thing called life right now uh, before she comes back. Uh, I she will be like back. She will be. She will be. She hasn't been fired or something. No. Um, but I felt someone needed to watch this, and one of the boys shouldn't be the one to watch it. So I'm, I'm interested in it. Yeah, I think really I should be watching this show because I'm definitely, you know. You're ready for your women anime time? My, 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 my womanhood is calling. <laughs> your, your inner lady. So... Okay, I guess I'm next. I find it very interesting that we have an anime this season that has the title, that has the number two in the title, but there has not yet been a number one yet. So, oh, logic. I don't, F you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really understand why or how, but whatever. I can't bitch too much about it because it's Devil Survivor... Two, the animation, which is yet another. Is it based off of Devil Survivor Two, the game? Yes. So maybe that's why there's a two in it. Yeah, but it's stupid. They should just call it Devil Survivor and make and make it out after. Didn't but... they do the same thing with the Street Fighter Two anime? Like it was called Street Fighter Two, but there was never a street, just Street Fighter. Let us not speak of uh, of, of shows that are made after fighting games, <laughs> because there has what maybe never been a good one. And you are going to jinx it for me. So the setting of Devil Survivor 2 spans all of Japan. It tells the story of Japanese high school students who received an email from a website telling, that, telling them that, that they were going to die. Mysterious creatures invade the country and the students enter a pact, enabling them to summon demons. The plot unfolds differently depending on the player's actions. So I don't really know what that means. But what I do know is that this is... This anime is based after a game that was made by Atlas, and that the director is Seiji Kishi, who also directed Persona 4, the animation, which was a show that was quite good, and followed the game about as closely as was possible. And it looked, it looked quite amazing, and I thought they did a great job with it. So Seiji Kishi is the director. And if you like Atlas, or like Shin Megami Tensei, or any of the stuff that, that, that they put out, this is probably a title that you should watch, and I can tell you right now, though, it's going to be darker. had a lot of very dark black, gray, brown colors. Kind of reminded me of, of Technolize a little bit. It's a show that probably most people haven't seen, but for those of you that have. So it's not going to be like your happy-go-lucky fun show. It's called Devil Survivor, and that's probably generally what it will be. You know, summon demons to survive demonic Pokemon. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the next anime on my list is um, Miyakawake no Kuhuku, which is the Lucky Star spinoff. No! The Come on. Come on, really? Yes, really. Are you, are you just going to attack me with hate? All right. This, we don't know what studio is doing this. I've, I, I spent like an hour trying to find what studio is doing this. I, Lucky Star was Kyoto anim Animation. Um, but they're saying that it's not going to be Kyoto, or may maybe it's not going to be Kyoto, but we don't know who's doing it. I can't find any information on that. Um, but we do know that the director, writer and director will be Yutaka Yamamoto. So 
Um, there was this whole announcement like last December at the Lucky Star Shrine where they had like a prayer plaque that had the announcement signed by the uh, the manga artist and the writer director of this. The Lucky Star Shrine. Yeah. Well, you know. Why does that even <laughs> exist? What's the title I of think it? It's an old, I think it's old, an old, old shrine, but like it's prominent in the series or something. For whatever reason, it's been dubbed the Lucky Star Shrine. Um, All right, so... Oh, God, here it comes. He's putting on the hat. Hey, the, the, the chat wanted to know where the hat was, and I, I have to say, why is there a Lucky Star Shrine in Japan? I know that they modeled it after the... They know that the, that the the shrine in the anime was modeled after that shrine, but if I was like if I was a person who lived next to that shrine and went there every day, I would be so pissed. Because you've got these stupid foreign people coming to the coming to the shrine in like moe cosplay, you know, three or four times a year, and you just think, what the hell? What did I do? What did I do, Amaterasu, to make you angry? <laughs> do you? So what do you what do you dislike about Lucky Star? I'm just just curious. Like, is it is it how it looks? Is that what it's it is? just dumb? I mean, it's, it's and way too hyper. Oh my god! It's kind of harmless. I don't think it's that hyper either. It is it's, hyper. It's them sitting around talking about stuff. It's hyper. It's boring. It's moe crap. And that girl right. with the blue hair can die. I think, I think it's it's harmless and kind of funny. <laughs> also, the the people the chat cram wanted you to mention the title one more time. I think, oh, and we should try to. Miyakawake no Kufuku. I'm I'm just as guilty as any of us, but let's try to say it after the. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From now on, yeah. I I have not remembered once either, but. Yeah. Right on. Um. The the synopsis though is that yes, it is a spinoff of Lucky Star, but it follows uh the the big sister Hinata Miyakawa and her little sister Hikage. She's big. Um. <laughs> Uh, they are apparently impoverished, and it's going to follow their impoverished daily life at home due to Hinata's wasteful otaku habits, like buying doujin and whatnot, and uh, Hikage's life at elementary school. So it's you know slice of life. It's basically going to be the same kind of thing, except instead of like all otaku all the time, it'll be you know half otaku and half little girl who hates her otaku sister. <laughs> except in real life, if you were poor, you wouldn't spend all your money on doujin. You'd go buy your rice and bread. I don't know. I don't know about that, man. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of people who. This is not this is not America. You don't take your food stamps and you buy pop tarts and and, and uh, soda with it. Yeah. Does Japan have food stamps? They got it. Right? Yeah, something. something. I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. <laughs> all right. So my next one, I'm I'm very intrigued and excited by for that reason. Uh, it's called Akunohana. Um, it was my second selection, um, and it, it follows the story of Kasuga Taka, Takao, and he's a boy who loves reading books, particularly Baldies Le Flor d'Amour, and that was my really, really <laughs> awful French, so those of you who speak French, I'm sorry, I know I just made you cringe. Which one of you um, in the chat right now is cringing? <laughs> A girl at his school, uh, Saiki Nanako, is his muse and his Venus, and he admires her from a distance. And one day he forgets his copy of his favorite book, and he runs back alone to pick it up, and he finds not only his book, but Saiki's gym uniform. And on a mad impulse, he steals it. Um, Does he sniff it up his nose like that guy from Sora no Itoshimono? Uh, Does he stuff it into his mouth and, like, run, and, and run around like a squirrel with it in his cheeks? Maybe. Um, what? Cram's so, looking at me like I'm crazy, but... So, now that ev everyone knows that some 
pervert stole his stole the girl's uniform, he's like shamed and guilted and he someone saw him take the uniform and they're trying to take control of his life and it sounds I don't know, the the trailer looks psychological and it doesn't look like it it doesn't look like it's brightly colored and over the top, so I'm really excited for that reason. There was like a shot in the trailer where the girl had her hands cupped, and then, like, a, a furry eyeball came out of her hand. I'm like, what? What is happening? Well, once again, that was uh, Akunohana. In ten minutes, we're going to lose a bunch of people from the chat because Game of Thrones Season 3 starts. Not, uh. not that many people have HBO. Okay. All right, Mitsugi. What? <laughs> I'm excited. Don't hate on me. Don't hate. I'm not. I love you. D- don't I hate. I love you. So, this next show... Is so epic that I have to do two things at once. I am going to both play the video and the audio from separate computers. Oh, how could it get any? This wasn't even your number one. It wasn't. I know. I know. This that. thing is crazy. This anime trailer. This. I'm. You know what? I'm just going to pump it up because this trailer is crazy. And you know what? I made the trailer the full video because. I'm going to do a play-by-play of it for the people that aren't watching live. This trailer, this is the craziest anime trailer I have ever seen in my entire life. I don't know what, I don't know what else to say. Uh, the show is Shingeki no Kyojin, Attack on Titan. And it was my, what, my number two anime? Yeah. yeah. So here we go. I'm playing the music because it's just so epic. But... So in the trailer, you have a a city that is surrounded by cannons because they're defending against something. And then they show there's all these people being oppressed in the city. And then out of nowhere, these gigantic titans that have like no skin, all they have are like muscle tissue underneath, and they're like the size of the Statue of Liberty, are just like plowing over this city and smashing giant hammers into it and picking people up and eating them and the, the production values on this are just crazy unbelievable I mean it looks like Steam Boy production values I kept, I kept asking if he was sure that it was a movie yeah Shaggy's like is this a movie? and you've got this kid like flying around with these grap- with these Batman like grappling hook things and he's just like how do you describe this, this trailer? As, awesome. <laughs> as, as we listen to the end of it, you can hear his grappling hooks. That se- the sequence with the grappling hooks where he's swinging through the city like some medieval Spider-Man is amazing. <laughs> so you've got this anime that's coming out, and it's, it's, it's truly not a movie, even though it looks like it should be because the production values are off the chart. You have gigantic titans that have no skin coming over the walls of this city and just picking people up and eating them like they're candy. Om nom nom. And then you have this kid who has these like grappling hooks that come out of his his these his his gauntlets, I guess. And he's just like flying around the city using these like repelling ropes with this sword just hacking and slashing people. It's clearly an action show. Clearly. And the show is called Shingeki no Kyojin. 
Looks pretty uh, awesome. Attack on Titan. I'm jealous. I have to say, I'm, je- I'm probably going to watch this anyway. I didn't watch any of the trailers before I picked, before I made my selections, but there would be no, there would be not even a slight chance that 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 this would not be my number one selection. I do have to admit, I think if we were all dil- more diligent about watching the trailers, First, we, yeah. we would have we would have been fighting over this yeah. one. <laughs> so the actual the the actual description of the show is that Aaron Jaeger lives in a city surrounded by monolithic walls. Outside dwell human murdering titans. For decades, members of the of the Scouting Legion have been the only humans who dared to leave the safety of the walls and gather information on the titans. Every time they return, many of them are dead. Uh, freedom and, and freedom loving Aaron has no greater wish than to join them. So and apparently by the trailer, there's going to be a whole lot of them coming, the titans coming into the city, and you know eating people and as a couple people in the chat have mentioned this is actually a horror show um and it just i don't even know pretty much everybody should at least watch the first episode everyone should at least watch the trailer yeah watch the trailer of of shingeki no kyojin and of course because it looks so amazing it has a lot of room for disappointment but i looked up the the manga also and apparently the manga is really good so has something good behind it already, so like that makes me feel a little bit happier about it. I do keep teasing Mitsugi though that if it sucks, I'm gonna laugh. And the and Fibo Star in the chat says that a live action film will be made will will be released later in 2013. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that one. What? I don't know. I don't know if Japan can pull this off. There's gonna be a whole lot of really bad CG. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm feeling about it. It's gonna be like Kesshern or whatever that thing was. All right, <laughs> and, and speculation in the chat about Mitsuki's number one anime begins. So the next one on my list came in at my number five, uh, and I know that there's, so sorry. Th- there's a lot. Why? Why? It's not. You got so you got so unlucky. I know I did. I I did get my number one though. Um, I, I roll I rolled last, and somehow it just. Uh, that's cool. I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to this uh, because it's a mech show by Sunrise that's not Gundam. And uh, what I'm talking about is Kakumeki Valverave, or Valverave the Liberator. Uh, the director is Cole Matsuo, and the synopsis is that 70% of all human beings have finally migrated into space due to the development of space cities between two organizations called the Dorushia Military Pact Federation and the Atlantic Ring United States, or uh, ARUS, A-R-U-S. There's a small neutral nation called Jiro, uh, what is it, Jioru, that's right, uh, that has prospered economically. In the same year, Haruto Tokushima, uh, Tokishima, a high school student living in Jioru, discovers a mysterious mecha called Valverave during the Dorushia's attack on the nation. And naturally, this high school student gets inside it and pilots it and fights for his neutral city or something. I don't know. But Kicks ass tech names. The, 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 the trailer looks pretty good. Uh, it looks like it's got some good mech action. It's um, pretty, colorful. You know, looks. I mean, you know, I'll watch it, see what happens. <laughs> this was high up on. This was also really high on my list because I think it looks really. And by the way, what's the title one, one, one more time? It was Kakumeki Valverave or Valverave the Liberator. This was not high on my list at all because I know there are some things that it's not worth it to fight you guys over. Jockey's smart. She's like, I'm just gonna let them use a used up one of the top slots on their list, and I'm gonna pick all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> well, I just, I just like, I look at a show and I go, that'll be a show Mitsugi will want to watch. I'll pick something else. Curses, foiled again. <laughs> it looks really cool. I, I it was not like number three. It was actually my number three or something. But um, 
I have nothing bad to say about it. It looks cool. It's a, yet another another mong another mecha show, which is so welcome nowadays because I feel like mecha has really become really really been put on the back burner to a bunch of crap that's not nearly as entertaining like the like the seven hundredth school anime for the year, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So definitely looking forward to Kakumeki Valvrave. It has a cool name too. Yeah. Definitely does. And we we saw some stuff uh, from it at the the anime fair last week, and uh, it looks. I mean, it looks pretty good. Here, here here's a question for you. So the Shingeki no Kyojin, the Titan show that I didn't I, see anything. There was nothing. There was nothing there. Not it, that I know of, or maybe it just didn't stand out to me. There was such <clears throat> potential for advertisement at the at the anime fair. They, they you know could, what? I just realized something. Production IG, I think, came on the business days, and we went on the oh, the public day. Yeah, they had. I think they had a really modest booth, like one of the really small ones, and they just came for a couple of days. And but even probably showed something. Well, there. maybe it was modest, but I'm just thinking that they think about the, the advertising potential. They could have had like a giant forty foot blown up Titan, just like that giant Pikachu they had. You know, I love the designs of those those things that are just like just the muscle muscle tissue. They look really horrifying. It really, yeah. yeah, really horrifying. So, anyway, enough about that show. <laughs> um, are we at Chiaki's number one? Yeah. Okay, Chiaki's number one anime. Yay! Chiaki's number one anime. Uh, none of you will guess this anime. I would I would venture <laughs> a guess. I I, that... I I was very surprised. Were you, were you really that surprised about this one, Well, Nancy? I wasn't that surprised. I sort of wanted this one, and, and 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 if you end up saying that it's good, I'll probably end up watching, you know, at least some of it because it's right up my alley. We hardly ever get shows like this, but go ahead. <laughs> so, so my number one anime was Asian Rishiden no Sama Kokusaku, Kousaku, not Kokusaku, Kousaku, and it follows the success of Kousakushima in Asia. Um, that's that's the previous trailer, Mitsugi, that you're playing right now. Oh, I'm playing the wrong trailer. There is no trailer for this. Not oh. that I could find. Okay. Um, but it follows the life of this guy uh, who is a Japanese white-collar salary man who devotes his life to his company. And it takes a look at the corporate culture um, of life in Japan. So I'm incredibly interested in it um not much is known about it like oftentimes when the anime come out you can find announcements of how many episodes they'll be or how many episodes they're projected to be and whatnot but but really there's little and less about this show which on one side makes me nervous that it's not actually gonna come out yeah <laughs> but um i'm hopeful because you know this is a, a very important part of japanese society that is is very difficult for westerners and outsiders to understand and and i think it would be incredibly interesting to see a show do it and do it well and i'm intrigued by the picture of this businessman you know sitting at his desk like looking all like i'm powerful in the photo and i just what i'm hoping and the reason why i put it number one is i'm i'm hoping and i'm getting the vibe that there's going to be some real shit going on in this anime and and that's what i i'm some I'm real re life shit some real life shit and that's what I'm really excited for. Cool. Super cool. I hope it comes out. <laughs> now, I wonder if this is going to be one of those shows that 10 years from now, college professors are going to be using it in their classes about Japanese soci sociology. I, you know, I can only hope it's that good. <laughs> and, and one more time, what was the title about this? Um, the title of this one was 
Asian Nishiren no Shima Kosaku. That's a long title. And I think it translates out to like Shima Kosaku's success in Asia or something like given, that. Uh, given Higurashi a run for its money. I wonder, I wonder what kind of uh, serious issues they're going to tackle. Maybe Sazae-san syndrome will be in there. Children piloting mechs. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> sorry. Never mind. Yeah. You're next, sir. I am. I believe so. You're number one. My number one anime. And I realized that I actually skipped one of mine oh, did uh, you? before, so I'm going to have to go back. We're gonna do. We're gonna go back and do our optionals, right? Our number sixes. Yeah. 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 So, my next anime, and people were trying to figure out what what it was gonna be, and this is of course before the before watching the trailers because there's no way I would pick anything other than uh, that Titan one. But my my number six anime is Suise no uh, Garantia. Gargan Gargantia. Garga yeah. Gargantia, I believe. I think. Gargantia. Gargantia, yeah. if you want to use a very heavy Gargantia? American a- accent. Gargantia. Gargantia. <laughs> so, but however, after this is another mecha show, another production IG show. So I guess this is a this is a production IG season for me. Uh, so this is like the third or fourth mecha show we've covered now. And in the this, this is a very long description in the distant future. The human uh, galactic alliance has been constantly fighting for its survival against beings called Hideyasu. During an intense battle, the young lieutenant uh, Rado and his humanoid mobile weapon chamber are swallowed up in a distortion of time and space. Waking from his artificially induced hibernation, Rado realizes that he has arrived on Earth, the planet on the lost frontier. On this planet that was completely flooded by the seas, people live in fleets of giant ships salvaging relics from the sea's depths in order to survive. Sounds like Waterworld. Rados arrives on one of the fleets called Gargantia. With no knowledge of the planet's history or culture, he is forced to live alongside Amy, a 15-year-old girl who serves as a messenger aboard uh, Gargantia, aboard the Gargantia fleet. Uh, to Rado, who has lived a life where he knows nothing but fighting, these days of peace continue to surprise him. So there are a couple reasons why I like this show. First of all, it looks beautiful. Uh, second of all, it's mecha, so I know it's going to have a lot of action elements to it. And three, it has a really, really long, detailed plot summary, which makes me hopeful that the show has a lot of content to it and it's going to have a, like an actual storyline other than you know 80% of other anime which where the storyline is oh such and such is an ordinary schoolboy who loves his school life until one day he realizes that somebody in the school loves him and he has to figure it out that's Yay. you know so other than that rather than that you get this show that looks amazing and production IG is busy <laughs> Yeah, they are. There's some busy people. This. What, what was the last thing we saw from them? Because they, I don't feel like we've seen something from them in maybe over a year. I'll try to find so out. So that's uh, this is this is the the product of of their hiatus, I guess, or from from our point of view. Um, the last thing that they did TV series. Oh, of course, the last thing they did was Robotics Notes uh, oh, and Psychopaths, yeah. which uh, oh, as far yeah, as series, man, they um, are busy. They just keep working. They and. Stop. The other most recent thing was a movie, 009 Re-Cyborg. Oh, uh, that's right. 
So the, Along with Blood Sea, The Last Dark. The director is Kazuya Murata, who doesn't have a lot of directing roles under his belt, but he has a lot of involvement on other shows that are good, such as Code Geass, uh, Deno Coil, which was pretty good, Eureka 7. Uh, he had some involvement. He directed the Full Metal Alchemist Sacred Star of Milos movie. So he also has involvement on uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, Planet Tess. And a couple other shows that are pretty good. So, in summary, Suisei no Garantia is a show that I think will probably be, be pretty good. So, check it out. Recommend it. Word. 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 So, my, my number one is, uh, it was actually my number one pick. <laughs> and it's kind of a cheat, and I feel a little bit bad about it because it's... Tell te- shame it's on you. It's technically kind of been out for a year, but they're just showing it on TV starting next month. Okay. But it's uh, Uchu Senkan Yamato Ni Ichi QQ, or uh, Space Battleship Yamato 2199. Um, the studio is AIC and Zebek. The director's are Yutaka Izubuchi and Akihiro Enomoto. Directors. Directors, plural. That's um, interesting. Synopsis. The year is 2199. The once blue and green planet Earth has been reduced to a radioactive desert wasteland by Fukushima. Ah. I, mean, I mean, not Fukushima. The constant attacks. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> the constant it's attacks by the, uh, by the hostile aliens from the planet Gamillus. Are, which... we, are we allowed to make that joke because we're only like, Two or three hours from Fukushima. I know, right, yeah. I think we are. Uh, which forced the remaining population underground. However, a friendly alien race from the planet Iskandar contacts the humans and gives them the blueprints to build a powerful space battleship capable of retrieving a device to clean the planet before humanity disappears. The name of the ship, Space Battleship Yamato. Shit, we should just make that the trailer. Just, Just me. Yeah, just you talking about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's come out like in the form of a couple of movies. So, and the movies are are like two or two or four episodes or something like that. Um, and you can watch like it's on Blu-ray already, but they're just now showing it on TV. So technically, it's part of this season in broadcast-wise. I, I have to say, I'm in some big trouble because in addition to the six shows that I'm definitely going to watch, I want to watch this show. And I also want to watch Chiaki's Businessman show. <laughs> well, and I well, also want to watch I, Valvery. I start that one, and then I'll tell you if it's if it's. I want to watch so many of you of your shows, the the ones that you guys got. I'll probably end up watching. I feel so. like we should just have communal, like like a two hour anime night once a week, where we each pick one of our shows that yeah. we all want to watch, and then just share them so so am i on my optional one or are you and you are uh, where uh, are we at in the list uh the my optional pick is one that's a kind of eye-rolly <laughs> when i read the synopsis for it but uh here we go it's a dansai bundi no crime edge and it's a studio gokumi director is yuji yamaguchi and uh, it follows the story of Haimura Kiri, uh, who is a seemingly ordinary boy with one slight problem he is obsessed with cutting other people's hair god <laughs> in heaven <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. One day he meets uh, Mushinokoji Iwai, the hair queen, quote unquote, who cannot cut her hair because of an inherent curse. Kitty finds out that his scissor, Dansai Bundi no Crime Edge, kind of dumb shit, is the only thing that can cut her hair. But little did he know that their meeting sparked the start of an old murder game to kill the hair queen using the cursed killing tools, the 
killing goods. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why would you pick this? Can, can, we, can we watch this over Yamato during our hour? Uh, yeah. This sounds ridiculous. This sounds awful. Wait, wait, are we doing a group watch of Yamato? That, we can, fine. yeah, that's fine. Definitely want to do that. Um, I'm thinking Nabe and Battleship Yamato. Yeah, well, that's right. that's what I was saying. We could have like an hour or two every week where we each watch. We watch Yamato, we watch the businessman well, one, and we watch the giant one, and we all gi- have it. <laughs> the, mu- uh, the muscle giants. <laughs> I would like that very much. Um, but uh, anyways, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Crime <laughs> you know, Edge. I, I'm gonna it's get- optional. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna opt. Probably not to watch that. I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something. This this anime is like one of my random <laughs> irrational fears. I have this irrational fear that someone is gonna run up with a pair of scissors and cut my hair. All right, all right. So I have to <laughs> I, I I I have to get us to do one more thing quickly before we go to the news break. Yeah. And I would like to hear quickly what you think the best three shows of the season are going to be. Oh, uh, the your giant show the. What's its nuts? Uh, Kyojin. Not the god Kyojin. Shingeki no Kyojin. Shingeki no Kyojin. Um, I'm going to say if, if it delivers on what it... what it Because I don't know any information, so mm. I hesitate to say this because there's so little information, but I'm going to put the, the Asian Rishiden no Shima Kosaku on there, mm. uh, the businessman one. Assuming, assuming that it... The limited information, if they develop it, how I think they're going to develop it. I w- I'm going to say the two production IG shows and hopefully Yamato because it's my number one. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a different one that you guys haven't said yet. I'm going to say Aku no Hana. Oh, I think yeah. it's really going to be surprising. I know it's kind of mysterious it's and it pick, looks dark. It's hard to pick three, three in a season that has so many promising shows. Like this season is crazy good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know it's crazy good when we, we have our normal slate of shows and we have all of our shows in backlog that are we're either behind on or that continued or whatever the case may be for each of us. And then we're like, I want to take on an optional show or I want to watch your show also. There's a lot of anime coming out this season. And, of course, we didn't mention many of them. There's probably 15 or 16 shows we didn't mention. But I think we did a very good job of pulling out the shows that didn't that, that don't look like they're going to suck. Yeah. So, there's no reason why 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 we should watch Hai Yore Nyaruko-san season Boku two. What about Ousama? Yeah, I am king. Yeah, great. <laughs> it looks like it's done. In, it looks like we're, it's done in crayon. Train heroes. <laughs> anyway, so I'm taking us to a news break, so we actually have time to talk about the Dragon Ball movie. So when we come back, we're going to do a review on. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Battle of the Gods, and... Ishida and Asakura. And we, and we will be back in a few minutes. lovers out there, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. Well, it's that time of the year again, the time where seasons of anime are changing over and new anime are coming out and, just as frequently, being announced. First up, the May issue of Sheisha's Jump Square magazine 
has recently revealed that the next To Love Rue Trouble Darkness anime will be two original video anime or OVA projects. The 8th and 9th completed volumes of Saki Hasami and Kentaro Yabuki's original manga will each bundle with an anime DVD. Seisha will release the 8th volume on August 19th and the 9th volume on December 4th. The deadline for pre-order is June 9th, so if you are a fan and of course have some Japanese capabilities, well, that seems like something that you can get your hands on and pre-order to get your to get as soon as it comes out. In other news, it has recently been confirmed that a poster outside a Makuhari Mese event hall at Anime Contents Expo has revealed that Karueno Tosu's working Servant X service for panel manga is getting the television anime series in July from A1 Pictures. It's a slice of life comedy and it centers around employees of a government ward office in a city in Hokkaido. And let me tell you, as someone who has been to government ward offices in Japan, the country that loves its bureaucracy, I can definitely see how well some comedy can ensue. The story follows the daily lives of the health and welfare division members. There's some cute images and, well, well, we'll see how it shows up. In other news, the official Twitter account for High School DxD posted a photo of the Franchise Anime Contents Expo booth that has revealed the anticipated High School DxD new season will premiere in July. The new season was announced with the 13th light novel volume that shipped last September. The original light novel series centers around Issei Hyodo, a dim-witted, lecherous high school student who is killed by a girl on his first date ever. For the second season, Risa Taneda from, from the New World Sakai, Oshida's Kouru Say I Love You's Asami, will play Zenobia. So it'll be interesting to see how this stacks up if you're a fan of the series. And finally, our last announcement comes from the May issue of Katakawa Shoten's Asuka CL Magazine that a second season of the Hakenden Eight Dogs of the East television anime series has been greenlit. The original anime adapts Miyuki Abe's original manga that reimagines the setting from the classic Hakenden samurai novel as a female-oriented story with supernatural elements. So it sounds like it'll be an installment in line with the original story. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon. Hey, Steve Bloom here, voice of Spike Spiegel, Vincent Valentine, Liron from Gurren Lagann, and I am a total anime addict, dude. <laughs> Tune in, or else. We're back to the 172nd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. It's review time because the Anime Addicts went to the movies. Yay, but first... But first, we have a review on a show that Cram watched this season for us, Ishida to Asakura. That's right. I sure did watch this show. <laughs> it's, uh... So, Tell the title is... Really yeah. Right, here we go. Um, I'm going to try to blow through this in like two, two three minutes. Because it, you'll see why. Um, the show is Ishida and Asakura. The, the 
production studio is Dax Production uh, and Hotline did it together. Director is Pipuya, who is responsible for a show called Kachou no Koi. Not really familiar with that. And the writer is Kenichi Yamashita, who has written for Yu-Gi-Oh! and various other shows. The synopsis, Ishida uh, and Asakura focuses on the titular characters, the stoic Ishida and the lecherous Asakura, and the bizarre students and teachers that populate their high school. Asakura is obsessed with curvaceous women and dreams of becoming a teacher in order to be surrounded by attractive girls all day. Ishida dreams of running a flower shop together with Asakura after they finish high school and appears to have a strong homosexual have strong homosexual feelings for his friend, although this is always played for laughs. Yes, that's true. Um, so... The basically there are just a few things that I thought were redeemable about the show, and um, those are basically character designs are kind of ugly, uh, which is appropriate for the show. It's it, it's kind of got a Cromarty High School kind of feel, which I, I enjoy Cromarty High School actually, and uh, but the, the characters are kind of ugly, and uh, but I think it kind of works for them. Uh, the music is pretty fun and light, not distracting. It's okay. The performances are actually good, uh, particularly those of the titular characters. They're very dry and quirky, and it's probably the best thing about the show. Um, the animation is choppy and, unesthet- and and like aesthetically unappealing, which kind of actually works for the overall style of the show. So that's kind of a, a pro and a con right there, all in one. Um, but this show is really bad, guys. Actually, it's really, really bad. It's not funny. It's a comedy, and it's not funny, which, you know... That's sad. Admittedly, the most subjective complaint, but it's my biggest one for something that's supposed to be a comedy. You know, the, the, I think comedies are the hardest things to review, but, you know, if it didn't make me laugh, then it doesn't work for me. Um, I giggled maybe one time over the course of the 12, I think, 12 episodes. Do, do you giggle, Cram? I do. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Um, it's thematically empty. Gags involving uh, thing, I mean, topics such as homosexuality, transgenderism, female body image issues, and bullying are all played for laughs and have nothing important to say. And they're not funny. So, I, I, don't, I don't know what the point of, <laughs> of this show was. Uh, and there's no story. Things just kind of happen. The premise is continually returned to with no perceivable progress toward any of the characters' goals. It, it's just running gags. I don't know. It's not very good. Um, so I'm going to give this 1.5 big-breasted trannies out of 5. Oh, might as well be a hentai. Is that what that is? Is 1.5 yeah. might as well be a hentai? Oh. Yeah. 1.5, okay. So, Anything below 2, we consider it might as well be a hentai. But would, really? it, okay. but, but would it make a good hentai? Maybe. No, the characters are ugly, so no, it wouldn't. Oh, well, look at that. You lose in every aspect. Yeah. Thank you, Ishida and Asakura. You suck. It's bad. It's a three-minute show, to be fair. Oh. 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 Okay, so the moment we've all been waiting for. Dun, da, da. So this weekend, Cram, Chiaki, and myself all went to see Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods, Kami to Kami. First, we went to the movie theater, and we bought our tickets, and in Japanese theaters, you reserve the seats you want. So you actually, it's like a like a, a thing that you... You're like, I want these seats, like a an actual fancy showing. And and then we got our popcorn. Cram got half and half salted caramel. I did. Half and half salted caramel. And a melon soda. And a melon soda and Chiaki just got salt. And then we we went to go to the movie and and guess what we got? We got dragon radars. Presents. Presents. Yay. We each got a dragon radar 
That's like a, a carry case. There must be a Dragon Ball here. For something. I don't know what's supposed to go. It's just a plastic Where's the Dragon case. Ball? I Hold your horses, Mitsugi. So we got a Dragon Radar. Them. And with the Dragon Radar, we each got a Dragon Ball. And the Dragon Ball opens up to be a pen. The most worthless pen ever. <laughs> well, it opens up. I didn't know that. Um, And then we also got a limited edition card thing. Yeah, for the for the card, the what's it called? Heroes, Battle Heroes, or something. It's the arcade card game thing that people play when they don't have lives. Let's talk about how so, awesome this movie was, guys. So this as, movie was amazing. One more note: as we said before, this movie was not subtitled in English because they wouldn't subtitle it in English. Um, that would be like going to see Toy Story in America and having it subtitled in a different language. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I think we all did okay. I think that's safe to say. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I, I was fine. Totally. Yeah, I guess we should say that this review is going to have spoilers in it. Here's the synopsis. <laughs> Shortly after the defeat of Majin Buu, Billis, the god of destruction, awakens after a long slumber. After hearing rumors that a Saiyan warrior apparently defeated Frieza, he... Billis? Billis. It's not Billis, it's... Bills, whatever it is. Well, in, in Japanese, it's Bidusu. So it could be Bills or Beerus or... Wow, Bidusu sounds way, way cooler than Billis. Billis or... I mean, it could it could even be Bills. But you know they explain the, uh, the, the puns for these characters, right? Some dog from the director's... Town or oh something. no no the, the name puns though not the character designs the oh, name puns please the Beatus, the two villains if you can call them that Beatus and Weiss uh, are plays on the Japanese pronunciation for virus so in Japanese you can pronounce virus two different ways you can pr- pronounce it Beatus or Weedus. Ah. so they just take the do out of Weedus and it's Weiss and there's Beatus but yes Beatus's character design was based off of a cat in Hokkaido and you can find pictures of the cat. So, Birusu is very excited about the fact that there's a, someone who defeated Frieza because when he went to sleep, Frieza was the strongest. And he goes to Earth to find Goku and fights him in battle. Challenges him. But yeah. Goku, gets yeah. his, Goku gets his ass whooped really, easy, really easily, even in Super Saiyan 3. Yep. And uh, he, so he realizes that Birusu poses a threat to the entire universe. So Goku and his friends find a way to stop him before it's too late, basically. And Kind of. That's kind of the premise. Yeah. Except that... It's so much more stupid than that. Yeah, I mean, the synopsis makes it sound a lot, more, a lot cooler than it actually was. And I have to say that I don't know how they arrived at the fact that he was going to destroy the universe because all he wants to do is eat, like, takoyaki and sushi here's, the here's, whole movie. Here's Chiaki's summary. Virusu wakes up and goes, Oh, look, there's someone strong. I want to fight him. Goku fights him in Super Saiyan 3 and loses. And Goku's like, I don't want you to hold back. I want to fight you again. And Beerus is like, okay, whatever. You're not a Super Saiyan god. And then Beerus goes to Earth because he hears that Vegeta's there. And he's like, oh, there's a party. And it's Bulma's 30-something birthday party. She's an old something. maid. She's old. 30, yeah. She's like 38 or something. And so she's having she's having her birthday party. And Bulma's like, hey, come, come party at my birthday party. And... Uh, there's random things like Emperor Pilaf comes back, and then oh my god, they make a Super Saiyan God, and then they fight Beerusu. <laughs> exactly, they make a Super Saiyan God, <laughs> <laughs> and then they fight Beerusu, and and the end. So, all right, thank you for god, that. It's so I would 
I would like to go I through... Can't, I can't hold myself back anymore. <laughs> I would like to go through Chiaki's synopsis and go to various points one at a time. One, Bulma is not 30-something. Didn't we sit down at some point and... and Try just, to do the math on it. And we did the math on Goku's age, and we decided that he was like 45. Gotta be something like that. And based on the fact that Bulma's basically in a... Almost in a... She's like, what, 14 when she finds Goku? Yeah. And he's like, he's like five. So she's Bul- got to be like almost sixty. Well, she's okay. like sixty. Let's face it; she could be lying about her age. Or maybe Would you put that maybe Bulma? in this universe, people don't age the same way. You know, he's a Saiyan, she's a human, so who knows? It's like dog years. Yeah, maybe. monkey years. <laughs> monkey years. <laughs> so basically, there is a Super Saiyan God, which it just sounds like another plot device to make us think that there's something more powerful. I mean, technically, te- I mean, according to Toriyama, it's a new Super Saiyan form. No. But it's, I mean, it's totally underwhelming. Well, or, 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 or maybe let's they... Let's go in chronological we, order. Or maybe they paid him to say that to make the movie order. sound more badass. Yeah. Let's, let's go in chronological order. I think, what... I think one thing that is interesting, though, is that this, this apparently is the only Dragon Ball Z movie that takes place in, like, TV show canon. Like, it takes place in the TV show timeline. All of the other movies have been, like, alternate universe or something oh, like that. That's interesting. Because I think Goku goes Super Saiyan in Lord Slug for the first time in the movie universe. And, he, of course, he goes Super Saiyan for the first time on Namek with Frieza in the TV show. But, uh... So, anyways, so... So, Beatus, I actually thought he would be really, really annoying from, like, the character design. Mm. I liked him. I, I liked, did, too. I, I thought he was charming and amusing. Funny and, yeah... Not as dumb and lame as, as I thought. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and actually, watching them, all I could think looking at the movie trailer, m- looking at the movie posters, which, by the way, we have something like that right here, Da-da-da. is all, all that I could think is, he looks like an Egyptian cat. Yeah. But when I was watching the movie, I really didn't think at all that he looked like, that he looks like an Egyptian. So, I could so definitely bad. see a bit of the, the influence there, but, but yeah, he was he was interesting. So so now we're up to him getting to Bulma's party, I feel like, unless we want to talk about anything else of him and King Kai and Goku. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I feel like this movie takes place in three... I mean, like like a movie probably should. Three parts, three acts, but the acts are so stupid and weird that I don't... <laughs> I don't know, like, really where to start. So, Beatus shows up, challenges Goku. Goku's not strong enough. Then they, like, literally waste 45 minutes, like half of the movie... At Bulma's birthday party, doing nothing. Like it's hey, Vegeta does the bingo dance. Oh my god, guys! <laughs> like some of the worst fan service I, maybe I've ever seen, and in, not in the way that's like panty shots and stuff like that. I mean, like fan service for people who know Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. What is it, Zeta Man? What what is? Oh, Saiyaman. 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 What is? I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That's but fine. what is it with these Dragon Ball Z movies, specials, where they feel like they have to put every single thing that's ever happened in Dragon Ball ever, no matter where it is in the show, it has to make an appearance in the movie someplace. Frieza wasn't there. Don't they realize? They, but they name dropped him. They did flashback him. Don't they realize that it's much better to have a more compact, simple story? I mean, think about think about all right, think about history of Trunks, the best thing that ever came out of Dragon Ball. Yeah, I it's would basically agree with that. this small, compact story of a couple characters, a very simple things happening. But in this movie, you have to have Saiyaman has to come in, 
And Videl has to be there. Dragon Ball characters. Yeah. Again, Pilaf. Pilaf. Pilaf and Mai and that, that little wolf guy so shows up. Random. Pilaf and Mai, for, not only did they make an appearance, they were like main characters. We're talking like 10 minutes of the movie was about Pilaf. Them showing up trying to steal the Dragon Balls. For no reason to, at all. I mean, just to waste time. Like, yeah. really. And they summoned the dragon after all that, and didn't they just... Did, now, I have, to make an, I have to make a confession. About halfway through the movie, I fell asleep for about seven minutes. Because, but come on, but come on, hook me up here. It was like 11 o'clock, and the section with Bulma's party was really boring. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hook me up with some with, with some leniency here. But so, so anyways, so Bidusu, Vegeta's trying to placate Bidusu at the party, because the impression, the only impression I got was that if Bidusu was was disappointed and bored enough, he would destroy the Earth, basically. And so... He did that same thing to Planet Vegeta, which is why Vegeta was like, oh my god, I know you, because I saw my dad, like, cowtailing to you. See, even King Vegeta had to be in the movie. Um, yeah. There's too much shit going There's like 140 characters in the Dragon Ball I universe. Why do they all I have feel, to be in I mean, I feel like I could maybe count on two hands characters from Dragon Ball Z, at least, that weren't in this movie. Yeah. I don't think Corrin was in the... Kami Cor wasn't Cor in Cor it. Well, Kami is part of Piccolo, so no, but... And part of Dende. Corrin, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's was <laughs> Geeks talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, Corrin wasn't in it, you know... Mr. Popo. Some of, some of the villains weren't in it, but they were... They were Mr. Popo wasn't in it. But if they weren't in it, a lot of them were named, like yeah. Frieza. I mean... Cell, or, Cell was named, Boo was there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, anyways, so... So he, he gets his party and they're trying to entertain him and then he's finally getting bored and then they fight. And this is this was Chiaki's favorite part of the movie. My favorite, favorite part of the movie. Bulma is pissed at Birusu because he's like wrecking her birthday party because now they're all fighting. And she walks up to Birusu and she slaps him. How does that even happen, first of all? <laughs> Goku couldn't even hit him. This, this, is, Bulma, one of the this okay. is one of the problems I have with this movie, which he's about to say. <laughs> and so, and so, Birusu backhands Bulma across the face. And knocks her, like, flat into the ground. Yeah, knocks her, like, flat into the ground. And Vegeta, who already had his ass kicked by Birusu, goes, like, Super Saiyan rage mode and beats him up. He, he pulls a Gohan. <laughs> and I was like... You know, I don't care what problems. I don't care about. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't care about the problems involved with Ora that. Duke. Involved with that 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 sequence right there. I just it was it was both funny and cute. Well, <laughs> and I mean, it was only I, cute, like only I can only I can bitch slap Boma. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was cute. The, the problem that I had with it, it, it's one of the complaints I have about this, is that there's une like there's no logic to how the powers power levels work in this movie. And this is a complaint about the show too. You know, like what does what does it mean when Frieza can go from one percent to a hundred percent of his full power, and at one percent he can defeat Goku, but then Goku, whatever. Okay, but Super Saiyan three Goku can't lay a finger on Bidusu. Not like, even a finger. Not even a finger. Not even a pinky. Like, Bidusu, like, flicks him across King Kai's planet. <laughs> right? Flicks him in the forehead and he goes flying. Super Saiyan 3 Goku. And then uh, Bulma gets bitch slapped. Vegeta goes, like, Super Saiyan whatever. And One. <laughs> Super Saiyan rage 
mode. Rage mode and, <laughs> you know, lands like a bunch of hits on Bidusu, which don't do anything to Bidusu. To be fair, it doesn't no. do anything to the villain. But he lands a ton of hits, and it looks like he's doing something to him. You know, I, I have to say, though, in, in, in the ass-backwards, not-really-existent logic that I'm going to pull out of my ass for this, <laughs> I the way I kind of saw it was that, like, Bidusu, like, ignored half like the humans there because he was only paying attention to the people who were really saying because that's what all, he came all, for all he did was eat no let me finish <laughs> oh my god god damn it Mitsugi. Whoa. <laughs> whoa 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 have a sensu bean settle down <laughs> um anyways chiaki's going super saiyan rage mode with her blonde hair that's i'm always super saiyan um but uh anyways so so that's why Bulma could just walk up to him because she was just like off his radar and she slapped him and then he like instinctively slapped her and I feel like he let Vegeta beat him up because at the end of the movie he apologized to Bulma for, for hitting her. He was like, I shouldn't have done that. Did we talk about why Bidusu rages in the first place? Like why he he decide because when he initially comes oh, to the no. planet <laughs> when he comes to the planet at first all he wants is to challenge Goku right? right yeah and you know he kind of resigns himself to like oh okay I guess there's no one here I mean he even said like in the movie he's like this was really disappointing I was really looking forward to fighting someone as strong as me or stronger than me so he just sits down and starts enjoying Bulma's party well well he and then goes, there's no threat <laughs> he goes he goes to the planet because he knows Vegeta is there right and yes. and because he's thinking okay well maybe Vegeta's a Super Saiyan god. And so he's like, hey, Vegeta, are you Super Saiyan God? And Vegeta's like, Super Saiyan God? WTF is that? And he's like, oh, you don't know either. And then Bulma's like, hey, come to my party. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he sits around, like, eating and drinking and everything. And then he walks over to Boo, who's eating an entire platter of puddings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so like, Venus is From totally, me. totally calm now. He's not going to destroy the world. He's enjoying the party. And he's not even the, he's not, he was never really the villain in the first place. It didn't feel like just a guy who wanted a challenge. Goes over to Boo. And he's like, can I have a pudding? And, and, I, and, want, and, I want one pudding. And, and, and Boo clearly bought these puddings from Ministop. Clearly, they look really <laughs> shitty. <laughs> and then Weiss, the the other guy, uh, Beatus's partner, comes over and he's like, "Could you make that too? I'd like one also." And Boo, it's a huge flat. Boo freaks out. He freaks out and he's like, "No way! These are my puddings. I'm gonna eat these puddings." At first, he like he sticks out his boo tongue and he licks all the puddings. <laughs> he does. He licks all. He licks all the puddings with his big tongue. And then, and then, like, turns the tray up and eats all of them, and Beatus loses it. And he's like, that's it. I'm going to destroy this entire planet. <laughs> he acts like a five-year-old child. He, doesn't, he, can't have, he can't have his snack packs. <laughs> and that's so where the thread the comes from. That's the inciting incident that makes, it, makes any of this a danger, is that he can't eat pudding. And he even mentions it all the way up to the end of the movie. He's like, I just wanted for some pudding. Okay, so we've, we've, we've talked about the movie at length. No, 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 we haven't even got to Super Saiyan God yet. Well, yeah, Super Saiyan God is the whole, like, let's do it. Let's all talk right, well, about you, it. All right, we have four minutes. Okay. We have four minutes to finish this. So through a really... Okay, you can explain some of it if you want. So, so basically what happens is they find out that Super Saiyan God was... They, they use the Dragon Balls to summon the dragon because they're like, Goku's going to wish himself to be a Super Saiyan God so he can fight Bidusu. And then the dragon's like, oh my god, sup, Bidusu? And Bidusu's like, yo. Um, and uh, 
the the dragon tells them that they can't he can't make a super saiyan god that the super saiyan god was made by all like a bunch of saiyans lending their power to one person right which technically happens in broly and like a thousand other movies but but you know screw it there's no super saiyan god in that movie basically he says that the super saiyan god form has a time limit but it's even more powerful than super saiyan 3 but you need the the power of six pure-hearted saiyans to make one super saiyan god so they try it with pure-hearted Pure-hearted. Well, Vegeta sure as hell isn't pure-hearted. Um, <laughs> so, well, I don't know if he says the amount, and so they assume it's five. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, and they try yeah, it with right. five, which is Vegeta, Gohan, Goten, Trunks, Goku. And it doesn't work. And then Bidusu is like, oh, by the way, you need six Saiyans to yeah. do this. Um, <laughs> and so... And through a really, like... <laughs> facile, simple kind of storytelling uh, uh, setup payoff from earlier in the film. Videl is like, yo, Pregger's over here. I've got a fourth Saiyan inside my, my <laughs> or womb. Or six Saiyan. Yeah. And so, so she four, joins... No, one fourth, I meant a quarter Saiyan. Oh, now. yeah, okay. And so she joins the circle of Saiyans, and they all start glowing as they lend Goku their powers, and her womb is shining. <laughs> <laughs> totally shining womb in the Dragon Ball Z movie. Uh, so he becomes Super Saiyan God, and... It's underwhelming. I yeah. want to I say it's underwhelming. His hair turns red, his eyes turn red, and he's got really crappy-looking CG fire around him. Another big complaint with this movie, the CG looks like dicks. Looks Actually, the animation was bad. all over the board. It was, it was like some, some scenes... stuff looked good, other stuff looked cheap as f***. <sighs> it was so weird. Um. Anyways, I'm going to, you know, okay. Sp- if small... you guys want to keep going on it, I can... I'll make room. Small small spoiler for the end of the movie. Actually, you know, big spoiler. But I don't really... I mean, it's a Dragon Ball Z movie. Who? What do you expect, yeah, though? Who, but, like, there's no... Cares? Yeah. But the one redeeming thing that I liked about this movie was that, in the end, Goku didn't really win the fight. In fact, if the fight continued, yeah. Goku would have lost. Okay, big spoiler. Sorry. Um, but... I kind of liked that because they made Birusu out to be, like, this amazing... They made him out to really be a god. Kind of be a, kind of a rocky ending. Yeah, and yeah. so and so like he was kind of like you know I'm not going to destroy your planet because I'll I'll forgive the pudding and you gave me a good fight and and I I I actually like the fact that that Goku didn't win. Yeah, I guess we should say that this review is going to have spoilers in it. I, yeah, I I warned that. But, I that but, there, but I said it. from the beginning, there feels like there's it feels like there's no threat. There there yeah. there are no stakes. There's nothing. I mean. Pudding I mean, is a come big on, stake. Pudding, put, come on. And then by the end of it, it's just like, Beatus is just like, oh, by the way, uh, this guy, Whis, he's my martial arts master, and he's even stronger than I am. And then by the end of the movie, they they end up back on their own planet. Uh, Whis knocks um, Beatusu out and says, you'll wake up in three years, and it's the end of the movie. So they're basically setting up another movie to come out in three years. Yeah. So... Or if they wanted it to. If they wanted it to. Yeah. So a rematch or something. But, uh, okay. So, so, so final feelings. Um, it oh was, my God. it Th- was. Let's talk about things I liked. I want to talk about a couple of things I liked. We, we did talk about Beatus is funny and charismatic. He's a good villain. Some of the comedy I think really worked. The scene where Goku is meeting Beatus for the first time and, um, and, uh, King Kai. But that scene will totally not work when it's dubbed. No, it won't. That, that scene that's will not work true. when it's dubbed. Absolutely true. And that scene will not... You won't laugh as much if you don't really yeah, get I, Japanese. Yeah. If you have, like, a fundamental understanding, like, a basic understanding, I mean, of, of, like, how politeness levels work in Japanese, watch this in Japanese. It's a really funny scene. Yeah. Like, it really is. Because basically Goku's using 
very plain common language. He doesn't know how to speak and, in proper Japanese. Yeah, he yes. can't do good Isatsu. Yeah, he can't. He, do, he's yeah. like oos. He's like oos. <laughs> oos. And like King Kai <laughs> wax punches him in the head. <laughs> and and Goku's like uh uh yoroshiku. <laughs> Uh, onegaishimasu. Des. Des. <laughs> he just ends up <laughs> It's weird, but it's it's really funny. So there's a couple of things in it that's that's good. I think some of the hand drawn bits look really really good. Yeah. And then some of them look poopy. <laughs> I thought that the actual fighting in the show looked a lot better than it usually does. There wasn't too much of the 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 you know the looped cells of like the arms like you know yeah, yeah. after like yeah, you can't you know what i mean where you can't see it it's moving so fast there wasn't a whole lot of that they I, actually I, mean, I think all of the fighting was conceptually great i think that the concept of all of the fighting like when they go through what's it called <clears throat> capsule city or whatever it is north city one of the cities whatever the hell Beedus and Goku fight through one of the cities and like they, they're going over and under passageways and like slamming into each other and it's like nothing you've ever seen yeah. in anything dragon ball ever but the whole city is CG and it ruins it because it looks awful. Yeah, it's not really not good CG. I, I was a little underwhelmed by the fighting, actually. I mean, I thought the actual, you know, punching and kicking type action was good, but there really wasn't a lot of energy usage in no. the movie, and I was kind of bummed out about that. Goku never fought. Did he? He? I don't think he ever fired a Kamehameha. He did once. He. Well, if he did, it wasn't like a good uh, thing. He did twice. He did twice. Once on King Kai's planet to practice. And then That's once true. with Birusu. Yes, but, he did it once with Birusu. But I don't recall them making like a big thing out of it. They didn't. I don't think he even said Kamehameha. So he like, did on King Kai's planet. I think, I think you caught the last like, ha, yeah. that you know you the, expect. Is stealth, a- stealth, ha. The first <laughs> person I saw say, say Kamehameha at all was Krillin, I think. And I don't even think Krillin, he didn't even fire one. Krillin did nothing. No, no. he was there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody he was, was there. He was there, Nelly, but like Nelly eighteen seventy six in the chat asked a good question that's worth mentioning. Yes, um, it is. How how long was this movie? This movie was actually an hour forty. Was that it? Hour forty. Oh no, eighty five minutes. So an hour twenty five. Okay, an hour yeah. twenty five. Um, which makes it the longest Dragon Ball movie Ever. to date. Yeah. Um, and I think it's worth noting because they could totally cut out all the peel off crap. Oh, they could have. Well, I think one thing that's really interesting is that, that right before we walked in the theater, Mitsuki was like, you know this is probably going to be like 50 minutes or something because most of the other Dragon Ball movies are only 50 minutes long. And I had known going in that it was 85, and I'm like, no, is we, we get a full-length like movie, man. It's like we're really going to have a full-length Dragon Ball Z movie. Well, yeah, let's do this. And we'll walk out of the movie, and I'm like, that should have been 50 minutes. Yeah, like, absolutely. Really. absolutely. I mean, the dragon that they summoned didn't even do anything. No, he, asked, he answered questions. They it. summoned the Eternal Dragon to answer questions, and then well, he starts it, acting weird and they, gets a sweat drop. The Eternal Dragon? They didn't intentionally do it to ask him questions. Like I said, they wanted to, to him to make Goku a Super Saiyan God, and then he got a sweat drop because he saw Birusu, and he knows <laughs> Birusu's a bad drop, badass. And then Birusu was like, go ahead and explain to them what a Super Saiyan God is, if they, since they don't okay, know. So, so I need to steer us towards the review here. I will finish by saying that there's probably maybe... Only a couple Dragon Ball Z movies that I think suck less, that suck more than this movie. I'm just going to slam it. I thought Bio Broly was terrible. Bio Broly is like movie 11. Uh, Bio Broly was probably the worst Dragon Ball Z movie that's ever come out. And then I would say that after that, the worst movie is probably like... hmm, One of the later Android ones. Yeah. And then I got to say... This. I gotta say, I even like Lord Slugmore. I mean, this movie doesn't even have a villain. 
Beatrice is not a villain. No, all, he's not. All he, he wanted to do was all he wanted to do was eat, and that's it. So I'm gonna give this movie 1.5 out of five. Wow, that's I'm generous. No, I, and, and I love. I watched seven hours of Dragon Ball Kai right before going to the theater. I love Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so as since I'm normally the nicer one, here are my final thoughts. Yes, okay, it has a ton of problems, but I never go to a Dragon Ball movie or put on a Dragon Ball movie with the thought of, this is going to be really good. And so, it's, yeah, it's bad, but I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5, just because I want it to be just above a hentai score for me personally. And I totally am going to admit, like, 0.5 to almost one of that is just fandom. It, and it's a love letter to the fans, and and I I'm appreciating that love letter. Um, I think all after the after it's all said and done, I didn't hate the movie. I I can't say I hated it because sitting there, I was entertained as a Dragon Ball fan, and oh, I was too. But because I I couldn't divorce myself from the nostalgia, like sitting yeah. there watching, it's like yeah, I know these characters, so I know that they wouldn't sing karaoke, but they do. So, yeah. you know, watching Piccolo sing karaoke is like, oh, look, he would never do that because I know his character. So, you know, in that way, I kind of enjoyed it. But I would have to give this, uh, guys, this is this might be historic. The only time I've 100% agreed with Mitsugi, 1.5 hairy Dragon Balls. Oh, we're going to bury it. All right. So then <laughs> it gets a 1.5. It was just a bad Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. I mean, I if, if they wanted to try to breathe life into the Dragon Ball series, they should have made this like... A very surprising, serious movie, you know, with that made people interested to see another movie. But I mean, you can only see the same silly stuff so many times before. I mean, the last special they did was basically the same thing, just goofiness, you know. So I, I would say that I even preferred that because it didn't have CG in it. It was all hand drawn, and it looked a lot better than this movie actually. So yeah. So we're running a little long, so I'm gonna wrap us up. All right. Okay. So. Thank you for everybody who is who watched live. We had a fairly large audience today. I'm looking very, I'm lo- very looking forward to the the new spring season. I think there's a lot of promise to it. So, thanks for watching. You can find us at our website, aaapodcast.com. Don't forget to go there and, and make a vote for the new live show time slot. You can find us on iTunes, where we put our episodes every week. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, uploading our photos live from Japan as we find them. And live on Ustream.tv, uh, time pending. So, taking us out tonight is the song Goodbye Isaac from the anime Uchu Kyodai by the artist Hata Motohiro. And we will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye, guys.